Welcome to Right Spokane Perspective with your hosts, Mike Fagan and Tim Ben. We're opinion, fact, informative, and your alert system. Now let's get ready to rumble. Good day once again, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for rejoining Mike and Tim on Russians and Polls this Thursday. And it's not what you think here on Right Spokane Perspective. Now, at a primary school in Greenock, Scotland, three teachers on maternity leave brought their babies to school every couple weeks to interact with the school children. Playtime with babies teaches children empathy or caring and feeling for others. Often the most receptive are the students who are a little changeling, as one teacher put it. It's often who interact more on a one-to-one level. They learn how much hard work it is to take care of a child, and more about each other's feelings as well. Learning from an infant to care about others isn't a new idea to believers in Jesus. We know the one who came as baby Jesus. His birth changed everything. We understand about caring relationships. The first to learn of Christ's birth were shepherds, a humble profession involving the care of weak and vulnerable sheep. Later, when children were brought to Jesus, he corrected the disciples who thought children were unworthy. Let the children come to me, he said, and do not hinder them, for the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. Jesus took the children in his arms, placed his hands on them, and blessed them. In our own lives, as his sometimes challenging children, we could be considered unworthy too. Instead, as the one who came as a child, Christ accepted us with his love thereby teaching us the caring power of loving babies and all people. You know the drill, folks. Father God, you are a loving and caring God. When we forget to show empathy for others, help us to care as you would. In your son's Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, man. I am loving it. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it is Thursday, and definitely want to go ahead and open up the show with your first headline involving the Russians. Now, I want you folks to reflect on a conversation that Tim and I had just within the last week where we ended up reporting to you that, you know, one of the reasons why the Russians are getting their tails kicked over there in the Russia-Ukraine conflict is because they are having to utilize outdated equipment, outdated weapons, the lack of command and con- control structure that they've got over well, there. Remember when this whole thing started and they had a whole caravan of vehicles that just had mechanical problems or they ran out of fuel and there was a, you know, miles long caravan. Exactly. And some that rotten tires, so their tires weren't holding there i mean that's right old old equipment so what i wanted to do was just follow up with a little bit more information here courtesy of the new york times and here's your headline russian troops have turned to wikipedia and youtube to find instructions on handling weapons and used 1960s era maps in the country's invasion of ukraine now, a New York Times investigation detailed Russia's blunders as they launched an, investi- uh, an invasion of Ukraine. Russian troops were woefully unprepared for conflict, plagued by the lack of food and key supplies. Never in its history has Russia made such a stupid decision, a retired Russian general told the New York Times. From the start, Russia's invasion of Ukraine was riddled with strategic blunders, with a military force that was unprepared for the conflict and logistical issues that have hobbled the Kremlin. In a New York Times investigation detailing Russia's failures throughout the conflict, the story of Russia's 155th Naval Infantry Brigade is one of the clearest examples of the poor decision-making that has defined the invasion. 
While in combat, the troops in the Naval Brigade lack sufficient food, maps, and critical medical supplies, or even walkie-talkies, and they were forced to use 1970-era Kalashnikov rifles, with some members having to resort to using Wikipedia and YouTube to locate instructions for using certain weapons, according to the report, man. Yeah. And you've heard me say in the past, ladies and gentlemen, if you want to find out how to do something, all you got to do is get on your phone and, and look it up on YouTube. Look it up on Wikipedia. Look it up on Google, man. Step by step. And they even give you a video. Right. Yeah. It, it's, 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 it's pretty hey vlad vlad hey yeah i pulled the pin now what do i do i don't know i'll look it up on youtube probably not a good no doubt plan. about it yeah. man. and as well ladies and gentlemen it looks like the midterms for 2022 aren't quite finished as of yet and here's why courtesy of the daily caller carrie lake wins partial ballot inspection victory in maricopa county Now, a court last Thursday granted parts of Republican Arizona gubernatorial candidates Carrie Lake's request to have some Maricopa County ballots inspected as she contests the result of her election defeat against Democrat Arizona Secretary of State Katie Hobbs. Lake filed a lawsuit on December 9th seeking to declare the election's winner or have Maricopa County ordered to rerun its gubernatorial election, according to USA Today. The Maricopa County Superior Court of Arizona granted her petition for inspecting 50 randomly selected Election Day cast and Election Day spoil-marked ballot-on-demand printed ballots, respectively from six separate Maricopa County voting centers and 50 early cast ballots from six separate county batches. What? What are they talking about here with the uh, randomly selected Election Day cast and then Election Day? a spoil marked ballot on demand printed ballots and then 50 early cast ballots from six separate ca- how many different ballots are they looking at well you know it, it they've created <laughs> it, it, it's kind of like watching tv these days you know you used to just turn it on and change the channel you wanted um, if, if you had cable you did the same thing you just had a lot more channels yeah now you got to wait for it to think about it then you don't have a connection then you got to reformat it then you got to remember your password then you have to go redo your password because you didn't have the password and then you have to go log in to get make sure you have all your account information accurate and then maybe you can watch the TV show. And that's kind of what they've done with elections is they've made it so complicated. There's the high tech side of it. There's the low tech side of it. Then there's the tech side of it that doesn't work at all. And then there's box number three. (laughs) Now, in closing up this article, folks, Lake has claimed that nearly half of all polling locations had problems with tabulation machines and printers on election day, forcing voters to wait in line for hours. At least 20% of the tabulation machines in Maricopa County malfunctioned that day, county officials have confirmed. Wow. So there you go, man. Midterm elections are not quite done yet. I guess. <laughs> well, it's such a mess. I mean, do you, do you and sh- here we are, fast approaching Christmas, just like we right. predicted. Uh, yeah, well, for Christmas, what? The season maybe maybe a new congress <laughs> you know, who knows may, maybe oh maybe word. there'll be investigations into uh all sorts of things you know I, I, 
do we trust the election outcome? I don't know. I, mean, I was just looking through last week's newspaper, and they were still talking about January 6th. 6th, I know. Oh, my goodness. Last yeah. headline I caught on that, maybe the last 24, 48 hours, was somebody over there in D.C. seems to think that they've got enough to, to issue a criminal charge against Trump. I don't see what for, you know, I mean, especially if the media has been forthcoming with, you know, the conservative media has been forthcoming right. with what Trump actually said. They ended up playing the voicemails, the tape recordings I, you're talking, it didn't I, it, sound well, like no kinda, insurrection it, it, to me well it's kind of like the phone call that they you know impeached him for that really wasn't an impeachable offense, offense. Really. exactly and, and all they're doing it for is just to keep they can't keep throwing stop. the mud on him they can't stop and and it really doesn't matter they just make themselves look bad they probably help support for trump to some extent but then there's also the desantis issue for trump and, and desantis as far as i know said he's fine with just being governor at this point and i think you know looking at what desantis has been doing you know setting up commission basically investigating all the lies of the the covid pandemic and the healthcare lies that may have damaged people oh you yeah know, looking into that thing he might have more power as a governor using the 10th amendment than he would be going up to the swamp i know florida's got a lot of swamp land but uh, <laughs> it's not near as as diseased and full of bacterias and unwanted things as uh, washington dc is so i don't know i think he could do a lot as a as a governor but we we did talk about uh, we were going to talk about polls and russia today but the polls you're talking about are not from poland no they're not from poland as a matter of fact was going to say hey folks we ended up hoodwinking you here but tim let the cat out of the bag and he didn't use the word herdwink <laughs> or cat or bag <laughs> or cat or bag there you go here is your headline folks and this comes from fox news former vice president mike pence discusses the possibility of launching a presidential campaign in 2024 now a new national poll indicates that a plurality of republican voters still support former president donald trump for the 2024 republican presidential nomination outperforming florida governor ron DeSantis. if the gop 2024 primary race includes multiple candidates. I definitely can't believe Russian propaganda or the polls. <laughs> it has nothing to do with the Polish people, but the polls. Exactly. So I, and, and, and it's the polls on all sorts of different things. I don't know if I trust them any more than I trust the election outcome. Oftentimes the uh, leadership of the FBI, basically anyone that testifies before Congress. Yes, absolutely. Now, 45% of Republican and Republican-leaning independent voters question in an NPR slash PBS NewsHour national poll released last thursday said that they would support trump for the gop nomination in a multi-candidate field while 33 percent favored DeSantis, 8% backed former Vice President Mike Pence, and 11% supported other potential candidates. I don't I don't think that Mike Pence really lights anyone's fire. No. No, I he mean, doesn't. Well, he might have been a nice guy. You yep. know, he uh, might have done his duties as vice president properly. I don't know all of what he did, but I just don't see that he instills that much excitement in in the voters. Yeah. And obviously he'll get attacked for his religious views. The left will go. The left's going to go after whoever the nominee is. Right. I mean, they're going to go after their own nominee if their nominee is not a radical whack job. Yeah, exactly, man. And, you know, another thing, too. We like Trump. I like Trump. I voted for Trump. As a matter of fact, when Trump came to city of 
of Spokane as a sitting city council member. I was part of his rally downtown in the convention center. And I believe that it, I, I did the Pledge of Allegiance for the rally. Mm-hmm. And, you know, again, I voted for him. I liked him. I liked what he did. He basically laid out his agenda and then he knocked down those agenda items one at a time. It's really well, he kept sad. His promises in a lot of places. I mean, yeah. he didn't he didn't drain the swamp because the swamp is too deep and he was swamped by it. Yeah, but, yeah, but boy, I'll tell you, he sure had us conservatives all fired up that that's what the primary mission was, and he was knocking it out. Well, Therefore, yeah. as long as he could, yeah, I don't think he until he swamp, found I, out. I think he lowered the level enough to where we could see yes, what's in there. Exactly, yeah, he couldn't it's, it's drain bad. the swamp altogether, but he definitely lowered the the water level there so that we could see the true ugliness and well, nature. And, and that's why I'd definitely be interested in you know anyone that Mitch McConnell doesn't like. <laughs> You know, anybody that Nancy Pelosi, you know, anyone the press would attack, yeah. I would be for that person because uh, obviously it's too corrupt. I and mean, we talk about it on this show all the time, $2 trillion missing from, you know, not just the Department of Defense, but the Pentagon. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Two trillion from the Pentagon. And then just a massive amount of money that we're in debt now. All of that just throwing money everywhere. We're going to oh, solve yeah. the problem. And, you know, Congress just got done passing an eight hundred and fifty eight billion dollar defense appropriation just within the last couple of weeks. Right. Yeah. The NDAA. Right. Yeah. And, and, and so in that, is it to make our country stronger? Is it train our troops to be uh, well, that better all troops? Hey, I mean, I mean yeah. it was done in the spirit of the NDAA, man. So, I mean, if you're a fan of the NDAA, then more power to you. But well, a lot of, what a lot was of in us there, are not. A lot of what was in there was and about the only good thing that came stuff. out of that budget vote. There, the $858 billion for the defense appropriations was the fact that Congress ended up removing the vaccine mandate. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I think they, they still had the, like the drag queen story hour thing in there for the troops. I don't oh, I, my you know. Goodness. I, I th- they had all that wokeitarian stuff in there still. But, anyways, we got to take a break. And we're going to come right back with some more coverage at the federal level and might have a couple local uh, attachments there. We'll be right back. To our Spokane area veterans and their families, if you haven't checked out the Hilliard Veterans of Foreign Wars Post 1474, located at Diamond and Regal Street in Spokane, you got to be there or be square. The Hilliard VFW is there to assist you and yours with all your VA questions. Give them a call at 487-3784. Weekly bingo, cards, bowling, dart tournaments, and meal specials are just a few more things that the Hilliard VFW offers. Stop on by, give them a call, 487-3784. A lot of your beef comes from Brazil, Africa, and <clears throat> China. Bet you didn't know that. The Spokane County cattlemen know that, and they are the ones advocating for country of origin labeling on the meat that we buy and feed to our families. Find them on Facebook right now. That burger you just got at your favorite drive through has over a thousand different DNAs in it. Well, you may want to consider buying from local producers. And in other words, folks, buy locally. The Spokane County Cattlemen are on Facebook and are there to advocate for you, educate and inform you on what's happening in the global and local meat industry. With today's Corona-controlled society, the shopping restrictions and possible rationing, making sure that your family doesn't experience food insecurities should be our top priority. You can do your part. Be secure. Buy from local growers and producers. The Spokane County cattlemen know this and are here to help you. Find them on Facebook right now. And welcome back from the break, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for rejoining Mike and Tim on Russians and Poles this Thursday. And it's not what you think. Here 
on Right Spokane Perspective. All right, to kind of finish up this uh, article here that we started right before the break with regard to the polling, the findings add context to a Wall Street Journal poll released Wednesday that indicated DeSantis polling ahead of Trump in a hypothetical head-to-head matchup for the 2024 GOP nomination. Okay, so now the the separate polls here, because the first poll that we talked about was NPR poll. Yep. Now this is a Wall Street Journal poll. That is correct. And, you know, the thing of it is, and the, the closing comment that I wanted to make, at least for me as an individual here, folks, is the fact that, yeah, I like Trump. I like what he did. He did what he said he was going to do. It's very, very sad that the liberal left, the lunatics on the left-hand side of the aisle went after him as bad as they did. They continue to go after him, go after his family, that kind of stuff. Now you got to take in consideration Trump's age. Okay, he's already been there and done that. Don't you folks think that he would be better serving as an advisor as opposed to trying to take on another term? Because you know what's going to end up happening. Actually, you know, there's you know, the media is going to be all over him. Uh, the lefties, the lunatics, well, they are going to be thing. all over so, him and his family. So we, politics, we've talked about how it's become an industry. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you got your political consultants. You got your policy consultants. You got all of these, you know, big, the campaign apparatuses and all these things. But now I think that you've got decoys. I think Trump could be a decoy. They'd love attacking him. Let yeah. him let him run over there, do circles over there while somebody gets in there and actually drains the swamp. Yeah, big time, man. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we know we trained you well over the years, and we know that you got a pen and paper real handy. You guys definitely need to make a couple of notes. Here is a name that I would like you folks to look up. You can start with Google, then go over to YouTube. But this guy's name is Jordan Peterson. Again, that'll be Jordan Peterson. And here is the headline. This is the Rubin Report, by the way. You just cannot imagine how screwed you are. Jordan Peterson's warning leaves host visibly shaken. Now, on the Rubin Report this week, Blaze TV host Dave Rubin shared a video clip of psychologist and author Dr. Jordan Peterson telling Sky News Australia's Rita Panahi about why a totalitarian social credit system is more likely than we think. Peterson said it's highly probable in Western countries and those countries will usher in an automated social credit system without anyone even noticing. And it will be accepted because people yearn for safety and convenience. What do you think we did during COVID that could usher in our version of a social credit system? Pahani asked Peterson. Oh, yes, definitely. That's highly probable, Peterson answered without hesitation. Nahi, who now looks utterly terrified, went on to ask, and that it will be accepted by many people because of that yearning for safety? And Peterson replies, they won't even notice it. You can't believe how much people don't know, Peterson stated. People have no idea. Why not have a digital passport? I mean, how convenient. And it's like, fair enough. You can understand that. Wouldn't it be nice if we could pay for everything with our phones? It's like, wouldn't it be nice if central government, who is woke-oriented and makes carbon dioxide remediation the priority, knows exactly what you spend on everything so they can target you tax-wise with precision, he added. Once no, I, again, I, I, folks. No, come on. You know, we already do a lot of this. Oh, right? yeah, we do. I mean, we let the insurance companies track our vehicles to give you a discount on insurance. You know, we've got certain health care plans that we allow them to track our health and monitor our health and lots of other aspects digitally. 
to, uh, you know, supposedly give us better service. Why wouldn't the government want the same thing we have with a lot of other bills that we have? Automatic withdrawal. Yeah, (laughs) no doubt. And I'll tell you something, ladies and gentlemen, if you want to see a good example of this social justice program, if you will, with the social profile and the scoring and things like that, just start Googling social justice in China. Okay, social scoring in social credit scores, you know, try Googling that ESG over in Europe and that will give you a very stark education in Europe. It's happening here. You betcha it is. And, you know, when Tim says free range prisons, folks, I mean, that's exactly I actually actually mean it. Yeah, I'm not joking. I'm not being hyperbolic because we have it. I mean, look at Camp Dope. I mean, that's it's a free range prison. We're just, you know, pile up the drug addicts over here, you know, put this other group over here. It's it's segregation by every social economic demographic that you could think of. Because we're not people that should be in prison aren't staying in prison. Exactly. People that should be in prison are still staying in politics. I mean, you know, it's pretty (laughs) obvious. You know, bureaucrats that should be held accountable for lying to Congress. Not seeing that happening. Yeah, there you go. Well, once again, folks, you better write down that name, Dr. Jordan Peterson. Here's another word that I want to go ahead and apprise you of. This comes from Dr. Joseph Mercola. And I know that a lot of you listeners out there do recognize Joseph Mercola as a very credible source of information. And here is the headline. An invisible prison has been built just for you. All the pieces are now coming together to control the global population, and this digital prison is already mostly built. Now, when it's finished, it will be the final lockdown of mankind. And again, this comes from Joseph Mercola. Now, story at a glance, a couple of bullet points here, an international vaccine passport, digital identity, a social credit system, and a central bank digital currency form a digital control system that will lock down the population in perpetuity. Well, that's why the the Great Reset was... They really liked the idea of the fear of widespread illness and death because then, you know, this digital thing that they even in Washington state, you know, oh, we, we track everybody's cell phones. And if you want to know if you came in contact with somebody that tested positive for COVID, we can tell you based upon uh, government tracking of your cell phone, right? Yeah. And so, you know, they became this, you know, digital healthcare apparatus, right? Public health apparatus that, you know, people would, oh, well, geez, I I didn't even think about my rights when I was uh, letting the uh, government track who I came in contact with. Right, right. And, And so you can have that same kind of thing with the vaccine passport. So you create government policy wrapped around fear. So you're going to have a a portion of society that lives, eats and breathes mainstream media, CNN, you know, the fear mongers, you know, we're all going to die, but don't wear a mask. No, definitely wear the mask. (laughs) No doubt, man. You know, they just, it's like a, like a religion to them to, you know, believe the fear mongers of, you know, this health apparatus that, oh, we're going to save y'all. And and nothing they did actually worked, but they're still wanting to push forward these ideas of these mandates, right? Right. So you have this digital vaccine passport and then it can just go from there because you use fear and the public 
public safety right as the auspice the ruse for which they can digitalize everything else well you know money's kind of dirty i mean it is i mean the cocaine addicts the drug addicts they use it for whatever and you know but get rid of cash it'll save lives anyway this article continues on with the story at a glance bullets and here's the next one facial recognition is an essential part of the control structure as it is the password to your digital identity by the end of 2022 there will be 1 billion data collecting surveillance cameras in the world all connected to the internet and artificial intelligence AI cameras and audio recording devices in cell phones, automobiles, and smart appliances also collect and share data. Now, all these data are then used to give each person an individual score based on their behavior, expression, and interaction with the world. Ultimately, your social credit score will dictate what you can and cannot do, what you can buy, and where you can absolutely go. And it's not even your... It's not even your interaction with the world, the real world, because the world they're looking at is digital. So your phone has, uh, all these phones are dictated by apps. Yeah, right? they sure are. And all these apps are talking to each other. There's, in fact, there was several lawsuits, uh, social media, Google, you know, some major big tech entities that had to pay out on lawsuits that didn't actually pay any citizens, which was kind of interesting. So the government got a whole bunch of money from big tech for violating people's rights because they were tracking them. They were using, you know, these apps to talk to each other to collect data and then selling data basically for terms in use that you didn't authorize. And of course, nobody reads those terms of use. They're just like, yeah, this is a cool app. This will Yeah, just scroll all the way down to the bottom of the page and click accept. Actually, most of the time you don't even have to scroll. Now it's just like, (laughs) you know, you have to hit an extra button to read it. You know, just, just accept, right? Because, you know, you want to use this app and you're like, well, and at this point in time, a lot of people that have the attitude, well, the government's already doing it. The corporations are already doing it. You know, if you shop anywhere, use a credit card, a club card, a this or that. Basically, you got to try to go back to, I don't know, 1955 and, (laughs) you know, use only cash. Wear a mask everywhere you go because all the cameras that are watching you as you walk down the street, all of the, the digital apparatus that's up around the country. Like we reported on a couple of weeks ago, the United States has more smart digital cameras in the public space per capita than China. Yeah. And we talked about the China digital score. Yeah, it's the they're building the it's pretty apparatus scary. is being put together. Pretty scary, man. All right, ladies and gentlemen, your next headline here. Substation attacks prompt national review of u.s electric grid and i'm telling you something folks you know tim and i we've been beating on that horse for about seven years now yeah you know that we've got to protect our electrical grids and whatnot from terrorist attack from emp you know electromagnetic pulse and things like this and what actually happened here well, folks, digital too yeah you know the the hacking you know from computers yep, and things absolutely. like this and finally the department of energy ends up getting serious as a result of some shootings which occurred in North Carolina earlier this month where there was several attacks on utility stations and you know transfer stations if you will there in North Carolina now unbeknownst to a whole lot of people in the inland northwest there have been five similar 
incidents right here in the Pacific Northwest. I believe it was two facilities ended up getting hit in Oregon and three facilities here in southern part of Washington State. Right. Well, and currently, uh, I mean, when they get hit like that, the system's built in such a way that, for the most part, consumers aren't going to notice anything but a blip because power's going to get rerouted. Yep. You betcha, man. Anyway, U.S. Electrical Grid includes more than 50,000 substations, which transform high voltage from big power lines into lower voltages for homes and businesses across more than 700,000 miles of transmission line. Now, that is a lot of asset that's hanging up in the air right there at 7,000 miles worth. I mean, that is a lot to be expecting, inspecting. Yes, you know, and then maintaining. Wow. It's just mind blowing, well, man. And, and I, I don't think that's including like your neighborhood lines and the lines that are coming. And from, yeah, you're right. It is 700,000 miles. 700,000 miles. Mind blowing. Yeah. And, and, and I think that's just the main transmission lines. That's, that's not the, the lines going through your neighborhood that feed your house. That's, that's right. That's the big power lines right. that go all over the country. And you know, we are talking about structural steel type assembly here you know with the steel girders and the towers and electrical transformers and stuff like this and it's like folks if your power goes out and the the transfer station is down because it got damaged at center and so forth that stuff ain't coming back on tomorrow that stuff may not come back on for well, a year. What's nice is because they they're going to have to rebuild everything. They can reroute it. It's a complicated system, but obviously you want to harden that system, especially when you're talking about cyber attacks. Yeah, Definitely, absolutely, certainly. man. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, again, there were substations that ended up getting damaged there in Oregon as well as southern central Washington. This has been going on since November. And boy, I'll tell you what, man, we definitely need to get a handle on our uh, transfer stations and our power grid, if you will. Yeah, well, sticking with natural gas helps. <laughs> I just can't believe the globalists, if you will. I mean, the, the elected politicians here, again, as reflecting back on that conversation how we were pounding into everybody's heads that they needed to go to college we ended up shooting ourselves in the foot over here now we did the Switch same thing natural gas. with natural gas and now we're demonizing natural gas so you know what does that mean for all of those homes in the last 10 15 20 years that got built for natural gas what, well well what it means right now is they're paying less to heat their house and they're paying less for hot water actually so <laughs> yeah it was good Something to think about, ladies and gentlemen. All of that being said, Mike and Tim are out of here today. We'll be back at you and in your face again tomorrow. Bye-bye.